This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I'm so grateful that you joined me today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the word to the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I greet greet you with those words every day to remind you of the disposition we should have. But I also recognize how difficult it is in a fallen world to have a disposition of rejoicing, in particular when there is so much evil around us. It is our hope that we can help you to see light in spite of the darkness. But let's today talk about one of the great evils of our day and how you and I can make a difference. Because make no mistake about it, we are not helpless or hopeless. We have been empowered to make a difference. And today I want to help you to know how you can. But the first step in the process is to recognize evil for what it is. And once we have been able to recognize it, then to begin to talk about solutions and ways we can make a difference. Well, how can we make a difference in the area of human trafficking? According to the U.S. Department of State, human trafficking deprives millions of people of their dignity and freedom. An estimated 27.6 million people, to be exact, is a form of modern-day slavery affecting, again, millions of not only within the borders of the U.S., but even more multiplied globally and around the world. Sadly, many of them are children and teenagers. Even worse, it happens so often right up under our noses. Human trafficking affects the poorest of nations as well as the wealthiest of suburbs. So no one is insulated from this reality. But what difference can we make, individuals like you and me? Well, the answer is we can make much difference. And in order to talk about this, I brought in some uh, folks that I respect, some leaders I respect tremendously, uh, who are on the front lines of the fight against human trafficking in order to educate us and to help us to mobilize to make a difference. First up is Lindsay Fisher. Lindsay founded All Worthy of Love. Uh, known as AWOL. It's a nonprofit organization serving marginalized communities. Uh, She reaches, along with her organization, men and women entangled by street prostitution through local weekly outreach and provides ongoing support for restorative care. Before I go further in Lindsay's bio, I just want to say to moms, dads who may be listening to this with kids in their car, we're going to talk honestly about human trafficking, but we recognize the diverse uh, range of age of our audience. So I promise that we will also talk tactfully about this. But this is a subject that we need to discuss, one that we may want to turn away from emotionally, but we cannot afford to turn away from relationally. A little bit more about Lindsay. She is passionate, uh, a passionate speaker and advocate for the enslaved. 
She offers inspiring messages of hope and empowerment infused with more than a decade of hands-on humanitarian work with individuals affected by sex trafficking. It's my privilege to welcome Lindsay Fisher into Equip today. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? Hey, Pastor, I'm doing really well. Thanks so much for having me on today. Well, thank you for joining me. And you can just call me Chris. That's okay. But it's good to (laughs) have you, Lindsay. Uh, I also am so grateful to have another uh, leader that I respect tremendously, Christy Kirschman. She is the executive director of Our Daughters International. It's an organization that works with various uh, partner organizations who rescue, restore, and support trafficked women and girls. Uh, Christy has had her hands in the anti-human trafficking movement for several years now after leaving a career in marketing following uh, her heart and the the call of God to serve the anti-trafficked, I'm sorry, to serve in anti-trafficking. Christy is passionate to see victims of human trafficking rescued and restored as daughters of the king. Christy, how are you? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you? Thanks for having I, me today. I, I am doing well, and I'm super grateful to have you on. Later, uh, Dr. Pam McRae will join us. She's the professor of applied theology at Moody Bible Institute. She also oversees uh, a program that I'm really proud that Moody offers. It's a program for um, fighting against human trafficking. It is a ministry to victims of sexual exploitation major. I don't know how many schools have a program like this in the country. And so Pam will join us to talk about that phenomenal program for those of you who want to get involved. Lindsay, I'll start with you. I gave a brief explanation of human trafficking, but would you be willing just to provide for those who may not understand the breadth of it. What's a definition of human trafficking? Sure. I always say that the definition of human trafficking, simply put, is the exploitation of vulnerability. Um, More technically, it's the act of transporting and coercing people in order to benefit from their work or service. And typically that happens through um, force, fraud, or coercion. And so human trafficking typically exploits individuals. So talk a little bit about your your ministry, your organization. What's the mission and the vision in light of that definition? Sure. So we work within marginalized communities of men and women who have been exploited and their vulnerabilities have been taken advantage of. And typically the men and women that we work with are victims of um, forced sexual servitude. And that can happen in a range of online solicitation, street solicitation through prostitution. And then we also work in a broader scope where we're not only just reaching the the trafficked, but we are also reaching the trafficker. And so I really believe that um, the two of them are entangled in a form of bondage, but both are worthy of being set free. And so if our ministry can reach men and women that are being exploited and then also reach the heart of those that are doing the exploitation, then I really believe that we're going to see so much more freedom in the kingdom. You know, I love the name of your organization, All Worthy of Love. It changes the way we see uh, these precious individuals who have been sadly victimized. Um, Before I go to Christy, I do want to open up this conversation, as I always do, 
for those of you who may want to join the conversation. Maybe you're listening and you say, I'm a leader in my community, and I would love to be able to do more. And I have questions about how we can do, how I can do that, maybe on an individual basis or maybe even mobilizing people to make a difference. We'd love to talk to you at 877-548-3675. Again, that number, 877 877- 548-3675. That translates to 877-LIVE-675. Christy Kirschman, can you share a little bit about the mission and vision of Our Daughters? Sure, Chris. Um, our Daughters uh, International and our partners really exist to, um, to help bring an end to human trafficking. But even more so than that, it's really to see lives and communities transformed and currently, we do work in India and Nepal. And uh, just last year, um, you know, we've we rescued about 770 uh, girls and young women from being trafficked. And uh, really, our mission, again, is just to see communities and lives uh, transformed. You know, it's just uh, astounding when you share numbers because I think for most of us, we know that this is a problem, Christy, on the peripheral we don't, I don't think, at least I'll just speak for me, realize the uh, enormitude of the problem, just how how many are being impacted. And when you say the number that you rescued, that's just the number you guys helped to rescue. That doesn't speak of the multiplied many that weren't, and it certainly doesn't speak of those that may be rescued from other organizations. Chrissy, I mentioned uh, the, the name of Lindsay's organization and how it reshapes the way we see people. Uh, I have to say the same to our Daughters International. What a unique name to give to an organization. Tell us a little bit behind the thinking, behind naming the organization Our Daughters. Yeah, um, it's it's um, a very special um, name because many times um, girls, young women, um, especially in India and Nepal, um, they don't have value. Um, they yeah. aren't valued. They aren't valued as um, really as, as humans sometimes. And so our goal is that when we interact um, with these girls and that these young women is that they know they have value. Yeah. <laughs> they know yeah. they're cherished. They know they're loved. And we want them to know that they are daughters and uh, that they are our daughters. So that's that's a little bit behind the name. You, you know, when I hear it, I think about my daughters. I got three precious mm-hmm. girls at home, Christy, that you know. Uh, I think, I'm partial, they're the cutest girls in the world. And I, I love my daughters. And there is nothing that I wouldn't do to protect them. And the very thought of them being, their freedom being taken away, their dignity being taken away, them suffering in this way is uh, beyond my imagination to even wrap my mind around. And I think I speak for many, many dads that are out there, and I think we all recognize the fierce love of a mom. And so when I hear Our Daughters International, part of what it does for my heart is to challenge me to think not as these um, these victims of human trafficking as statistics only, but to actually think of them as daughters and to have that same passion and love for them that I would for my own. And so I'm grateful for the work that you're doing. And Lindsay, if, if you wouldn't mind, and I think this is going to help, 
some who are listening, is there a profile, and I don't want to over-stereotype, but is there a profile or signs that really uh, indicate that someone is being trafficked? Yeah, absolutely. I think while anyone can become a victim of trafficking, there are certainly populations that are more vulnerable. Um, This can include undocumented migrants, runaway, homeless youth, oppressed, marginalized, or impoverished groups or individuals. I think that traffickers specifically target individuals in these populations because they're more vulnerable to the recruitment tactics and methods of control. And so this can look different for anyone, but typically what we see is that they come from an unstable living situation or they have previously encountered and experienced other forms of violence such as sexual abuse or domestic violence. Um, Individuals that have run away from home or are involved in juvenile justice or child welfare system. And so there's a lot that goes into what a trafficker is seeking when they're looking to victimize somebody, but it's definitely something that everyone is susceptible to um, while there is more of a, a zoned in population that they do look at. Yeah. So I, I don't want to at all forecast uh, or seem like I'm predicting that just because you may have some of these uh, realities as a part of your life, that that necessarily means you're going to end up here. But I do sure. want to make sure that we are clear that there are certain things that make us vulnerable, that makes a person vulnerable. And so um, if we're talking about someone estranged from their family, there's a vulnerability there that we need to be aware of. Someone who's aged out of the foster care system, there's a vulnerability Absolutely. there that we need to be aware of. Somebody who's in a, a, an abusive situation, there's a vulnerability there. So maybe, just maybe, you're listening today. I just want to be clear that, yes, I want to introduce you to these amazing women who are leading phenomenal organizations. But even more, our heart is to see victims rescued or, to put a different way, to see those who are vulnerable rescued even before you fall into the trap of human trafficking. And so if you're listening today and you say, listen, I, I, I am someone who uh, thinks that I'm being exploited. Maybe you're not even sure, but you think you are. Feel free to call anonymously. You don't even have to give your name. I promise you, this is a safe space. But we do want to be able to answer your questions to provide help, hope, and healing. The phone number, 877-LIVE-675. That's 877-548-3675. You give us a call today. Um, When we come back, I want to ask Christine um, maybe the question on the opposite end of the coin, which is, what is the profile of a trafficker? We're going to talk about that and so much more as this discussion is just getting started. Maybe you want to learn more about Our Daughters International, or maybe you want to learn more about All Worthy of Love. Go to our website right now at equipradio.org. Click on today's program details. I promise you it's worth the trip. We'll be right back with more of Equip right after this.
If you're talking about a hot topic at home, at work, and with friends, then we want to talk about it too. In fact, every day on Equip, we're talking about current issues and how faith intersects with life. Today, I'm inviting you to become an Equipper. In this role, you'll give a monthly donation to support the ministry of Equip. And as an Equipper, I'll send you regular emails that contain brief pastoral messages prepared just for you. Become an Equipper right now by calling 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Bruggs. Let me say thank you so much to our, our, our partners who stand with us prayerfully and financially. We couldn't be here every day if it wasn't for God's grace and your generosity. So thank you so much for partnering with us for your gifts, your support, and most of all, your prayers. Also recognize there's a, lot, a number of you that love the program, that listen to the program, and maybe... Uh, you've uh, felt impressed to support and uh, maybe haven't quite known how do I do that? Or maybe you've listened and you've been wanting to do that, but life gets busy in a way. Trust me, I get it. So let me help those who may want to support the program by sharing with you. It's really simple to do so. In, In particular, if you've never given a gift before, your gift communicates so much to us. It helps us to know that our guests and our topics, our resources are really making an impact on your heart. And it also helps us to know the importance of the ministry in your community. So would you mind giving a call at 888-644-4144? That's 888-644-4144. Or simply go to our website, equipradio.org. That's equippedradio.org. You can stand with us there as well. Joining me today, as I mentioned, Christy Kirschman, who heads up an organization as the executive director entitled uh, Our Daughters International. Our Daughters International doing anti-trafficking work in Nepal and in India. Also joining me is Lindsay Fisher. She found it all worthy of love. It's an organization that actually reaches out to men and women entangled by street prostitution. Uh, And then I'm so excited to invite on to the program as well, Dr. Pam McCray. She's a professor of applied theology at Moody Bible Institute. She also provides oversight for a a very special program. It's called Ministry to Victims of Sexual Exploitation. It's one of the majors at Moody. Dr. McCray, how are you? I am well, thank you. Thank you for having me on, Chris. You have now completed the roundtable. And I'm going to go to you in just a moment. But first, let's go to Megan, who's listening in Spokane, Washington, and calling in. Hey, Megan, thank you so much for calling. What's your comment? Oh, thank you, Chris. And thank you, Lindsay. And um, I'm just, I just wanted to say, as a survivor of human trafficking, I just want to tell you, this is so, just lifts my spirit so much to hear this and the efforts that are being made. And I just, I just the impact that you are making and the voice that you are for us you know, that I have to survive it and live that life. And I'm just, yeah. I just I'm so great God for you. I just had to call. I mean, I, I, I'm sick. I'm at home sick with COVID. I, uh, I've got my first bout of COVID. Sure. Um, but I, I just was laying here real foggy headed. But when I heard the topic today, I just, just my yeah. heart just about pounded out of my chest. And I just thank Praise you God. so much. Praise for God. Being such, you know, 
Yes, praise God. Praise God for you. Praise God for your work. And I pray for you by name. I even lift your name to the heavens every day. Yeah, and I will well, continue to do that. And I just thank you so much for this effort that you're making. Well, Megan, you're a blessing, and I'm grateful for you. And if you don't mind, I'd love to pray for Megan, too. Father, thank you so much for Megan's testimony. Um, to you be the glory for the great things you've done in her life, Lord. I pray that you would continue to encourage her heart, that you would remind her of her value and worth in Christ, who she is in you because of the finished work of the cross. And I pray, Lord, that you would also show your grace to her in her physical body. I pray for restoration of strength and focus and energy. And uh, Lord, just pour out your mercy. I pray in Jesus' name, thanking you for Megan. Amen and amen. Um, Dr. McCray, can you just describe the major, the victims of sexual exploitation major at Moody? Sure. Um, it's a major, it's about seven years, seven or eight years old now. And um, the title says a lot. We train our students to do ministry to victims of sexual exploitation. And so um, they come and take classes to that effect, um, classes on sexual abuse, on race, poverty, and biblical justice, on sexual exploitation itself, and some um courses like ministry to women in pain and they have a six-month internship where they work for 25 to 30 hours a week in a residential program so that they can get hands-on experience um, in the field and um, learn how to um, give trauma-informed help um, to ones who have survived um, sexual exploitation. And wow. so we train students to work with men and women and boys and girls who have been commercially sexually exploited. I, I said something, and it may have been an exaggeration, but uh, at least certainly personal experience. I haven't seen a major like this um, anywhere else in the country. I would imagine there are other major programs like this. But just give me a sense. Are there a lot of schools that are offering this? I don't know of a school that has a program um, like this, but certainly in the field, there are so many professions and um, abilities and competencies that are needed in this field. So there would be programs such as maybe a social worker or counseling program or even in the law area where they have um, tracks or minors, you would say. Um, in issues that deal with sexual exploitation. You know, the Bible speaks to my heart and so much uh, about the truth of how the type of person I ought to be. And there is a sense that we're responsible for what we know. And uh, in, in this sense, uh, James writes in James four seventeen. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fa- fails to do it, for him, it is sin. And I think part of this is that with awareness comes responsibility. So, Christy, I want to come to you. And uh, I I mentioned before we went to break that I would love for you, if you could, to give us a sense of a profile. Uh, And I know on one hand you can easily say, hey, uh, sex traffickers, human traffickers come in all shapes and sizes. But are there some signs of a profile of a person that would indicate that they are a trafficker. 
Yeah, that's a, a great question, Chris. And I think to your point, uh, they do come in all shapes and sizes. And I think it's important for people to really acknowledge that. Um, they can be men, they can be women, um, you know, they can be young, they can be old, you know, but one of the things we commonly see um, in predators, um, in traffickers, is something called grooming. And a predator, a, a trafficker, will look for ways that they can develop a relationship, right, with this person. And um, whether that comes online, whether that comes in personal interaction, um, but the idea is that there's a process that they go through, and it's it's they're grooming somebody, right? They're uh, yeah. they they've identified a need <laughs> in somebody's life, a vulnerability, as um, as we've talked about already, and they're exploiting that vulnerability, right? And then they're going to build on that. So, um, you know, perhaps you know you're looking for a job. And somebody knows that you're looking for a job and they start talking to you about job opportunities and they start building that relationship based on something they can offer you. Mm. And so then you, in good faith, trust this person, right? Because they have your best interest at heart, as so you think. And then, and that's not really the case, right? So I think just being mindful, right, of the relationships that you're in and being wise to those relationships, being wise in terms of how much you share, what you share, and then walking in wisdom, you know, in those relationships that you enter in, you know, especially in the online environment, really, you don't know who you're talking to many times, right? Um, And so you have to be so careful, you know, especially, you know, our younger and really anyone online can be exploited. Um, But the idea is these, these, these predators, these traffickers are smart, and they know what they're doing. And, uh, you know, it's just good to be wise. And again, walk in wisdom in those relationships that you're in. Yeah, I I don't want to produce a paranoia, but I certainly want to produce awareness. And this is why it's really important to me that you not only are introduced to these incredible leaders that I'm talking to to today, but their organizations. So you can find out their websites at our website, EquipRadio.org. Maybe you want to learn more about Our Daughters International or All Worthy of Love or the Moody victims of sexual exploitation major. Uh, You can find out that and so much more at EquippedRadio.org. Much more to come next up on Equip. Hey, welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. I always want to say thank you to our partners and friends. So thank you to Miriam from Boynton Beach, Florida whose support uh, today makes a huge difference in Equip being available in your community. We often say this in radio is that when there is no support, there's silence. And the worst thing in radio is silence. But imagine if this program was not here. For some of you, uh, I'm so encouraged to know that you listen daily, but that is not a given. It is possible because of the generosity of friends who support the program. And when you think about the difference between the numbers who listen and those who support prayerfully and financially, there's such a gap there, but you can help to close the gap today. Maybe you've been listening, desiring to support. We would love for you to be a partner and a friend. Why don't you give a call at 888-644-4144? 
That's 888-644-4144. Now, if you say, I, I really would love to give, but I don't have anything that I can give right now, please know that there is no pressure put on you at all. Uh, but I do want to encourage those who are able and, and and have been blessed to stand with us today at 888-644-4144. Today, we're talking about one of the most um, horrific evils of our day. We're talking about human trafficking, which according to the U.S. State Department affects about 27.6 million people, robbing them of their freedom and their dignity. I am grateful for uh, my guests who have joined me, Dr. Pam McCray from Moody Bible Institute. She oversees the uh, Ministry of Victims of Sexual Exploitation. Major Lindsay Fisher is with us as well. Uh, she is the founder of All Worthy of Love and also Christy Kirschman, who's the executive director um, of Our Daughters International, serving in India and Nepal. Uh, Lindsay, I want to come back to you, if you wouldn't mind. What are some of the challenges that women who are rescued from trafficking face? Because I think so often, if we're not careful, we'll think, that the job is done once they are rescued, but there's so much more, isn't there? Absolutely. So our outreach program conducts just shy of 300 outreaches every single year where we are meeting with men and women entangled in trafficking face-to-face, hand-to-hand. And I really believe that outreach is where the work begins. But when we're meeting with them and praying with them and hearing what's going on in their worlds and how we can support them, we also provide them with a hotline number that they can call 24 hours a day. And so when they call and they make that brave decision, I need help, I want to get into restorative care, I want to go to drug rehabilitation, that is really just the beginning of walking up a very large mountain. And so I constantly am thinking, what challenges do these men and women not have? And so we we say if if the addiction to the drugs don't kill them, the, the addiction to the chaos of the lifestyle will. And so this is a process of completely deconstructing everything that they have known for, you know, for however long they've been entangled in this form of bondage. And so All Worthy of Love walks with them through restorative care and really becomes their partner, their family. And so this is something where we begin with a form of ID. This is usually the first thing that gets stripped from someone when they're being trafficked is they take away their identification. They take away their name, their identity. And so we, um, we typically help them get clean from drugs. I personally, and in the line of work that we do, have not met somebody who was um, solicitating themselves for sex that has not been addicted to drugs. And so the first step really is to help people um, get, get clean from drugs. And that kind of opens up a whole new world of what relapse looks like. And relapse and recovery really do go hand in hand. And so we see a lot of that in, in our in our restorative care work. But we also, the root cause of it is that there is a lingering feeling that women and men do not feel worthy. They do not feel worthy of love. They do not feel worthy of good love, good love that protects them, that cares for them, that creates peaceful and stable environments. And so what we do when we walk through restorative care, through counseling, um, through getting involved in, in church and having helping people have an awareness that um, God loves them 100% of the time, and we're really just beginning that hard work of, of what restoration truly looks like. 
Wow. Wow. So grateful for the work that you're doing and for helping us to get a sense of how challenging and difficult it is. And I'll just simply say this, Christy, from working with you and our Daughters International, I realize that though drug addiction may be um, hand in hand with human trafficking here in the U.S., not so much the case globally. There seems to be more of an economic uh, correlation to human trafficking. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, poverty is is one of the the biggest vulnerabilities um, that we see in in Nepal and and I think around the world, and uh, one that's exploited. and And I think you're absolutely right, Lindsay. That that you know, rescue is is just the first step, right? That's that's where it starts. That's where the work starts. Absolutely. And in our daughters international, um, we do the same. We we walk alongside uh, these these daughters yes. that are rescued, right? We provide you know um, shelter to safe home. And with that comes counseling and trauma counseling and basic needs are met. And then we give them an opportunity to move, to move and, and to work on getting a job because we know poverty is the vulnerability. And if that cycle can be broken, then, you know, that's, that is, that, that would have a great impact on the issue of human trafficking. So we work to get them a job and then work to reintegrate them into their communities in a healthy way. So they go back, they start yes. a business, and then they're able to build awareness of the issue of human trafficking as well. So you're saying that one of the most powerful voices in this movement are women who were rescued from human trafficking. And uh, I just want to echo that. It is such an, a, an amazing thing when you hear testimonies of those whose lives have been transformed and literally brought out of bondage into freedom. Dr. McCray, um, what if I'm someone who a person trusts enough to share that they're being trafficked? What should I do if, if I become aware that my friend, my neighbor, my family member is being trafficked? What should I do? I think... Um, the conversation has to be a patient one to kind of gauge what they're willing to do because they might um, not everybody who identifies as being trafficked really has the uh, capacity to to um, step out and like Lindsay was saying going through um, through drug abuse, um, you know, to, to get off of drugs and to, to reintegrate and try to, to think about how to live a reasonable lifestyle. That's so hard. We can't underestimate that. And so those steps often are baby steps that, um, you know, two steps forward, one step or three steps forward, two steps back kind of thing. Yeah. And so you let them um, have some say in what you encourage them to do and what you provide for them to do because they have been so controlled that they need to be able to feel agency, that they do have the capacity to make some decisions and then to step forward. And then when you have the support for providing for the vulnerabilities that they play, they face with job insecurity, food insecurity, um, housing, um, communities, if they're in gangs and different things like that, you walk with them as they're ready, ready to face those things. Um, it's very, very hard. It, it takes a lot of courage, as has been said. It takes a lot of courage for um, ones who have been exploited to um, continue on the path. And so we go at their pace, encourage them, and support them when they fall back and are ready to welcome them back. 
when they're ready yeah. to try again. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, I remember when I first became really aware of the broad-reaching impact of domestic abuse. And uh, one of the first things that I did is I took the information of a local organization that I knew, and I programmed their number into my phone just so I could be uh, ready that if for whatever reason at any time someone approached me to share, to confide, someone trusted me enough to say that I'm being abused, I wouldn't be left without any sense of what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, not presumptuous enough to think that somehow I could be all of the solution, but I certainly will want to point them in the right direction. I think one of the things that I would really encourage today, one of the things that I would absolutely love for you to do as you listen to this conversation is to go to our website, get the information about these organizations so that you can learn more. And if you find yourself in that trusted position or find yourself as someone who uncovered uh, the, uh, the the trafficking of another human being, that you would at least have um, a organization to direct them to. Uh, you would at least have some sense of where to point them to. As Dr. McRae said, there's a lot that goes to this. Patient conversation, giving them the sense of empowerment, but also assessing what they're willing to do. But what we can do is be a resource. Every single one of us can be a resource. Dr. McRae, if someone wants to, maybe within their church, um, make uh, bring awareness to this, what do you recommend? Because there's a lot of uh, church leaders that are listening to me right now that don't have ministries dedicated to this at all. So if somebody wanted to go about being either that catalyst or at least bringing awareness, what would you recommend they start with? I think it's really important for pastors to bring this forward as an experience that is right in their neighborhood and that there there's really no place where there aren't um, men and women, boys and girls being trafficked. There may be a lower incident in certain areas, but we need to understand that it's everywhere. And so I think for a pastor to be educated on that and to incorporate it into the passages that they're preaching on that speak directly to um, to helping ones who are um, you know need help, but then I will say I can recommend an organization called Let My People Go. That's mission. Um, I just got off the board. I was on the board, so I'm not trying to be self serving. But but um, I will say sure. this organization, Let My People Go, is specifically has the mission of equipping churches to do the very thing we're talking about, to minister to those who are vulnerable in these areas. And there is curriculum that's free online on their website that pastors can go to that will help them know how to um, talk to their churches, provide resources to their churches, and to even talk this through. So thankfully, there are free resources online at that um, website. You know, it's it's interesting. First off, thank you for sharing that. Secondly, I recognize when I come to this program, there are going to be certain days and topics where I bring up a, a program. Uh, I'm sorry, I'll bring up on the program rather, and our phones will ring off the hook because mm-hmm. our phone lines will be filled because it's a topic that resonates with so many. Then there's other days when that's not the case. But what I've come to realize is that it's not because it's not resonating. It it may just be because this is still a topic that we don't feel comfortable talking about openly. 
And I recognize that, that as we talk about this subject, many of you are listening in intently saying, thank you for talking about this. Thank you for bringing awareness. Maybe even listening to us with a testimony of being brought out of human trafficking. And that's a powerful testimony uh, to have. But I know that there are many of you that say, I want to act and I want to make a difference. We're going to talk more about that on the other side of this break. But Dr. Pam McRae, Christy Kirschman, and Lindsay Fisher. I want you to find out more about their organizations at equippedradio.org. That's equippedradio.org. Whatever you do, please don't go anywhere. Much more to come next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. to equip you know i love to introduce you to some incredible guests and topics but there's one person that i want you to meet more than anyone else his name is jesus and he wants to have a genuine personal relationship with you he even died on the cross to take the punishment for all of our sins so that we can join his eternal family it would be my honor to introduce you to jesus today simply call 877-548-3675 Again, give us a call at 877-548-3675. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So grateful for these uh, amazing leaders that have joined me today. Lindsay Fisher, all worthy of love. Christy Kirschman, Our Daughters International. Dr. Pam McRae from Moody Bible Institute. Dr. McRae, we have added a link to Let My People Go on Facebook and Twitter. So if you go to our social media platforms, you can find out more about the organization that Dr. Pam McRae uh, just mentioned. Um, I guess I'll come back to you, Lindsay, and ask this question. We only have a couple moments left, uh, but I would love to know from your humble opinion, what's needed most? I mean, when I think about this, this industry of uh, sex trafficking, it is uh, impacting so many lives. And we can feel often like pebbles in an ocean trying to fight back the waves. So is it financial support? Is it counseling? Is it volunteerism? When you think about what's needed most, what's your thought? Sure. I think that you know, when we look at the injustices of the world, like the issue of modern day slavery and human trafficking, I really believe that the church is God's answer to the injustices of the world. And I think first and foremost, that it it really needs to be honed in that as believers that we just have to pray. And, and I don't say that lightly. It's not a padded answer, but I really mean praying and getting on your knees and dedicating a certain amount of time every day or whenever you're able to, to really pray for the bondages and the chains to be broken. And then I think the next step is to be mobilized. I think everybody has a part to play in ending the injustices that, that are taking place in our own backyards and overseas. And so I think understanding what, what gifts you have that you can give to the kingdom and then doing it. And I I really believe that that's, what's going to make a difference. So good. Christy, anything you would add to that? You know, I'll just say that, um, 
God actually put it on my heart to be to get involved with human trafficking, actually at an All Worthy of Love gala, when mm. a survivor shared her story. <laughs> and in that moment, I sat there and I prayed. I'm like, God, what would you have me to do? And um, my background is in marketing, and little did I know how he would utilize those skills and those abilities and kind of take me into the space. And uh, so I echo um, what Lindsay is saying, prayer, and then being open to how God would use you. You know, how can he use you to address this issue? Well, I've gotten a chance to have a front row seat to some of your journey, Christy, and I just want to commend you for your obedience and bold faith. And I just want to let folks know it doesn't always start with, hey, go launch your own organization. I brought these ladies on so you can recognize there are already great organizations that are out there. Maybe it might start with you saying, I'm willing to serve wherever needed. And uh, that may start very humbly, but continue to be faithful because as you are, God will take those humble acts of service, compassion, love, and generosity and make an enormous difference in someone else's life. Dr. McRae, uh, what's your response to that question? I, I echo and couldn't agree more that this is a very dark spiritual battle that um, has to be recognized and kind of understood in that way. But I would say that um, volunteerism, yes, in residential programs, um, there's not a lot of places to volunteer typically because the homes are typically small. So to say um, that it's very important to support financially these organizations cannot be understated. Um, It's very important. Trauma victims cannot have a you know, a lot of a variety of people coming in and out all the time in a place where they're it's their home for residential programs. So you have to be willing to um, give. I would say bring awareness in the churches. I would um, suggest that pastors invite um, survivors and workers in this field to speak to congregations and give public testimony and um, raise awareness that way. It kind of normalizes that this is a ministry that doesn't need to be hidden, but it's a ministry that we should all be aware of and, you know, supportive of. And um, and and so um, maybe even book book discussions in churches, in your book clubs and things like that of, of books that would speak to these issues. Um, so and good. there's no end of organizations yes. that need help in these ways. Well, ladies, thank you for joining me. Listen, the Bible declares Jesus to be the Son of God, and that by trusting in Him, He gives us the power that we lack to experience life change and freedom and, yes, salvation. So today I want to invite you to trust in Him, to put your faith and trust in Him for your salvation and for freedom today. And if you want to take your next step in your journey with Jesus, I want to give you a number, 888-NEED-HIM. That's 888-NEED-HIM. My thanks to Lindsay Fisher, Christy Kirschman, Dr. Pam McRae. Friends, I can't wait till we're together again next time. Until then, as always, remember, Equipped with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.